This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests on the Shell Pinto performance, I like Dan Orlovsky, who will break down all the quarterback play from the NFL with me. In just a few minutes, I have more to say about Charlie Woods than I got a chance to in our first hour. I will do that coming up. I will tell you what the really big injustice of the college weekend was. It's not anywhere near what you thought it was. Your hot takes in this hour and why one coach seems to think his own best player is not really the right choice for the Heisman. All those and more, but there's only one place to begin. Sam Darnold in the shotgun gore to his left. Crowder motions right to left. Darnold takes the snap, drops to throw, dumps it over the middle. It's caught. It's a first down. Frank Gore's got it. A big fist pump from Frank Gore. He knows it. That secures a first down, and that should secure the Jet victory. That's Bob Wischusen with the New York Jets play-by-play call of the devastating win yesterday for the Jets in Los Angeles, uh, a game that they had absolutely no business winning. And let me start by getting out of the way the perfunctory congratulations to those players. I told you two weeks ago when the Jets outplayed the Las Vegas Raiders on the field and lost the game because of coaching malfeasance that I felt sorry for the players who were out there busting their butts all season long and didn't want to be part of an 0-16 season. And they show up every single day in a pandemic and they've continued to play hard every single week no matter how unfair and unfortunate the hand they've been dealt is by their own ownership and management. Um, and so I will say congratulations to them. And there was a part of me That felt happy for them yesterday. But that wasn't the biggest part of me. The biggest part of me was obviously devastated by what happened to them yesterday. And what happened to them yesterday was the only thing they had going for them slipped through their fingers. The New York Jets as a franchise are about as bad as any franchise in professional sports right now. Their ownership is a complete disaster. The the, the way that they have handled their front office over the last three years is a case study in mismanagement. If if the Jets' ownership was the CEO of a Fortune 500 company, the the board of directors would remove them for cause. But you don't get to do that when they just own the company, or in this case, the team. So there's nothing you can do. So the one thing they had going for them, the one reason anybody with an option was going to be interested in coming and being a part of this was that they were going to be able to draft Trevor Lawrence and everyone thinks that he is going to be the best player of all time. I'm obviously overstating that, but you know what I mean. And now they don't have that. If Jacksonville wins one of their next two games, I will. I don't, I don't even know what to do. I'm, I'm looking out my window here at the East River. I, there's, there's no conceivable chance that that's going to happen. The Jaguars aren't winning a game. They're not crazy. They're not out of their minds. They haven't won since week one. They're definitely not going to start now. You see them yesterday against Baltimore? That looked like a team that's trying. So that's not what's going to happen here. What's going to happen here is the Jets are now not going to get that first pick, and so they become now the franchise that has nothing. They have nothing going for them. They have a bunch of cap space. They had that two years ago. Two years ago. They had a high draft pick who might be a quarterback. They had that three years ago. They're just right back on the hamster wheel. 
which is what happens when your ownership, when your leadership, when the people at the top are incompetent and clueless. That's what happens, and that's what has happened to them. So they're not better off than they were yesterday. They're much, much worse. And, you know, I had a little bit of a debate about this. I was on the KJZ show this morning talking about this, and we had a little bit of an email exchange afterwards, and the producer of that show is a guy named Evan, and he's a Jet fan, and he was saying that he's happy they won because he didn't want his team to be 0-16 because no one remembers the 1-15 teams, but everybody remembers the 0-16 teams. And my response to that is, I don't derive anything from that. I don't consider the Jets going 0-16 to be a reflection on me in any way. It is exclusively about what is better for the franchise. And there is nothing, nothing better about being 1-15 without Trevor Lawrence than being 0-16 with him. So this was an absolute disaster for the franchise yesterday. And Adam Gase, who has been the worst thing I could ever imagine for the Jets over the last two years of their present, (laughs) leaves them without a future as well when he goes in two weeks. So I have no idea where it will go from here. But the first thing that we have, I think, with regard to it is a question. And I promise that's not all I'm going to talk about in this hour. In fact, I'm only going to ask one more question about this and then move on. Although I will say I also take back every good word I said about the Rams. I've been calling the Rams the Super Bowl team for the last two weeks from the NFC, and I don't know how you explain that performance yesterday. They had extra rest. They hadn't played since the week before Thursday. The Jets were making their second consecutive cross-country trip. The Jets were 0-13. The Rams had everything in the world to play for. And for them to lay that egg, I don't get it at all. So let me bring Orlovsky in on this, and and we will go around the sport because I have a million quarterback questions with Dan, who's as good with the quarterback stuff as literally anyone But let me start with this situation here, Dan, as the New York Jets now find themselves in a position where they will likely have the second pick in the draft and not the first. And they have Sam Darnold, who if they pick up his fifth year option, they control for two more seasons without having to do anything longer than that. If you were making the decisions there, what would you do in that conundrum at quarterback? Yeah, now sitting here today, Greeny, I would keep Sam Darnold and I would do two things with that second pick. First of all, The hiring of the right coach is paramount. It was going to be with Trevor Lawrence. It becomes even a bigger deal now because you 100% have to get the guy that can get Sam to play as well as he can, but also the football team, also the leadership of the football team when it comes to that coach. So keep Sam, get the right coach. And then with the second pick, you do one of two things. You hopefully, as someone falls in love with, Justin Fields or Trey Lance or Zach Wilson out of BYU. Hopefully someone falls absolutely in love with those guys. And then you trade away for a boatload of picks. Or if that, if that, that doesn't happen and, you know, uh, no one falls in love with those quarterbacks, you take either Jamar Chase or Devontae Smith. Jamar Chase out of LSU, Devontae Smith out of Alabama. One of those two should be your second pick. And you go, we got to build around Sam Darnold because we still believe he can be a big-time player. Yeah, my concern, and you know that I've felt this way for a while now, in the same way that you said to, this morning, and we're going to talk about him in a minute, that you think Carson Wentz needs to go someplace else for the purpose of his psyche. I have felt that way about Sam for a while. You, you know well, as you and I have talked about this a million times, that I'm a big believer in Sam and his confidence. You called it magical sloppiness. We've talked about this a million times. I am concerned slash convinced 
that he needs a new start somewhere else just psychologically. Um, do you not see it that way? No, I, I think that's a fair comment. Uh, and I would say this. I had a conversation with someone last week that's very close with Sam, works very closely with Sam. And he's been around the NFL world for a long time. And he made the comment to me that Sam Darnold is the most mentally tough quarterback he's ever been with. Hmm. So that spoke some volumes to me of how, how he, he's at least capable of handling what has been thrown at him over the first three years. And you never know. Like, you never know what that new coach with the right draft pick as a weapon, you've got the left tackle. Like, I see the point of he needs to go elsewhere. But I also sit there and go, if he's as mentally tough as this person is saying that he is, and I trust this person's word because he experiences time with Sam so much, then, then he's capable of kind of rewriting the start to his career. Greeny and Dan Orlovsky was with me on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line. Pennzoil synthetic motor oils are made from natural gas, giving you unbeatable engine protection. The proof is in the Pennzoil based on sequence for a wear test using SAE 5W30. Next order of business within the last half hour, um, Doug Peterson made uh, uh, public or made official what we all knew anyway, that Jalen Hurts is going to be their quarterback this weekend when the Eagles take on Dallas. And, and I can't fathom a circumstance in which he's not their starting quarterback the rest of the season. So, Dan, what happens now? What happens with Hurts and what happens with Wentz? Yeah, Greeny, I don't see Carson Wentz playing for the Eagles ever again. I just don't understand how they think that would be a healthy situation for their football team. I've been in plenty of quarterback rooms. They can be competitive. They cannot be combative. And if you're Carson Wentz, and I'm, again, this is, a lot of this is like what you continue to hear about him off the field, especially over the past couple months, that there's a selfishness to him. And no one's backed him more than me. No one loves his talent more than me. There's this selfishness, this lack of leadership, this I was impacted by the second-round draft pick of Jalen Hurts. If the, all that stuff is true and then Jalen Hurts goes plays well, what makes anyone think that he's going to be mentally in a better place in Philadelphia next year? And then if you're Jalen Hurts and you play good over the next two weeks like you had the past two weeks, I have no reason to think you won't. Why would you not go into next season and be like, wait, 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 wait. Why am I not being – why am I not be given – given the opportunity to be the starting quarterback, right? And so that's why I think it would be this combative, combative room rather than competitive. And I just think Carson Wentz needs a restart. He needs a refresh because, like, he's – to me, like, in Philadelphia, it's, it's worn on him. And it sounds like the situation of 17 and the MVP and then 18 and Nick Foles taking both those teams to the playoffs in the Super Bowl and then 19 carrying the team and then the first round – the second-round pick, like it just seems like he's mentally been worn out, or at least it sounds like it, and that he wants out. And I just don't see how you can move forward with both those those players in Philadelphia. I agree with you. Let me ask you something, because when I watched Jalen Hurts play in college, all of us did, and he was really good at Oklahoma. But even there, I, I will confess, I just assumed that was the system. Baker Mayfield won a Heisman in it. Kyler Murray won a Heisman in it. I Maybe I just had his first couple of years from Alabama on the brain but I didn't foresee this at all. I'm one of many who was, when they took him in the second round, couldn't believe it. What are you seeing in him? Because I can't believe how good he is. Um, you know, I think the biggest thing that stands out is the situational piece that he plays with. We call it poise, right? But that situational heart rate never goes up. Third downs, 
and you got to have it situation. Fourth down, and you got to have it situation. There's very little panic in his game. Now, athletic quarterbacks usually have that because they know they can rely on their athleticism, rely on their legs to make a play. But his ability just to handle all that stuff while playing with a decimated unit in many ways has been so impressive. His willingness to trust what his eyes are telling him and get the ball out, run the plays, and distribute the football, you know, kind of just uh, own the moment has been so impressive. And when they needed him to play really good football, he's played really good football. I've said this about Jalen coming out, like, he's always progressed, right? Like, we, we always want finished products coming out of college. Like, that's the culture that we live in with sports. Like, we want Trevor Lawrence, right? Like, we want this finished product. And we often forget that quarterback is about just constantly getting a little bit better. And he's always gotten better. Um, been impressed with the way he's played. He's thrown the ball remarkably well, um, especially with his placement. But I said this today on the show, Greeny, like I can't sit here and tell you that he's not the, the Philadelphia Eagles future quarterback, but I can point to a lot of the things that he's done that you want in your future quarterback, a lot of the traits that you want. And I think that speaks volumes to do that with two weeks with very little help. Yeah, I, 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 the, the very little help part I think is critical because we talked about that with RC on the show today. It, it, this is a guy who feels like everyone, or it feels like everywhere he's gone, people haven't wanted it to work in some ways. They wanted to replace him in Alabama. Then he went to Oklahoma. Then he came to Philadelphia. The franchise wanted desperately. Seems like the coaches wanted desperately for the starter to work. And yet here he is in the face of all of that, just playing great. Greeny and, and Orlovsky with me here, presented by Progressive Insurance. Uh, next stop is Tom Brady. We talked about it this morning. I opened the show with it today. The way he played in the second half yesterday, coming off a weekend where the Saints have looked somewhat human. The Packers certainly looked uh, beatable on Saturday night. Um, Seattle looks beatable. The Rams just lost to the Jets. You know, in, in a week or in a season where everything goes around every single week, do the Buccaneers all of a sudden once again feel like a team that you could see winding up in the Super Bowl if they play things right? No. No. They have, they have to overcome coaching too much. Hmm. Like, there's, it's the same story with them throughout the year. Like, they've, they've got seven double-digit deficits this season. And so often it's like, what's taking us time to get going here? Why is our plan so poor? And when Bruce Arians asked that question yesterday, like I told our team, if we can play 30 minutes of good football, why can't we play 60? With all due respect, Coach, that's my job to ask that question. That's your job, Greeny. That's the fan's job. His job is to figure out that and then find the solution. And you watch the game yesterday, it's very simple. The first half, the, 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 the plan to pick up the blitz, it's bad. It's really bad. The details they play with in the first half, they're really poor when it comes to their route running, their communication on the line of scrimmage. In the second half, their plan to pick up the blitz is way better. Their route running detail is way better. So why is that happening in week 15? Why? It's either you allow it or you coach it. That's the bottom line. And so I just can't – I can get behind Tom Brady. I can get behind the talent. I can't get behind the coach. It's fair. One more for you, Dan. I was talking a little earlier here about the Bears and Mitch Trubisky, and, and the question came up from a caller 
as to whether or not Trubisky has played his way into being the quarterback again next year. We know they've already turned down his option for next season. Last couple of weeks, he's played better. They might find themselves in the playoffs if they win a couple more games here. What is your sense of that? What What is your sense of Trubisky now with a couple of decent games under his belt? Yeah, yeah. the really interesting thing is the benching of Mitchell Trubisky might have done more for Matt Nagy than it did for Mitchell Trubisky. Like, it seems like they're... They're starting to use him a lot better. You watch it. They're, they've been a little bit more dependent on the run game than they were. They've been way more dependent on a play-action ba- pass-based offense than they were. ton more RPOs. The quarterback out of the pocket a ton. A lot of the stuff that you should be doing with athletic quarterbacks, right? And so it seems like Matt Nagy, like the light bulb has gone on. And he beat up on two bad defenses in Detroit and Houston two weeks previous to yesterday. Now, Minnesota was out as well, but it still is a little bit better of a defense than those two teams, and he played good again. And so you're watching, like, like just a development, um, an increase in performance by Mitch Trubisky, and at least as intriguing, it's at least going, all right, like, where does all – because two weeks ago, I was like, yeah, blow everything up. And now you're watching him play better, play more confidently, and deliver the football, and you're going, all right, like – is there something where we made a mistake along the way that we potentially have fixed and that's something that they can build on? That'll be intense conversations for them in this offseason. They got to finish really strong. I think they play someone really good here in the next week or two. And I think they play Green Bay week 17, I believe. Mm-hmm. That'll go a long way in determining not only where they sit for this season, but also the future. I will get you that super quick here. And, and as I get you that, Dan, I will quickly mention, let me give you that quickly while I have you here. The Bears, um, I had the schedules in front of me a minute ago. The Bears finish with the Jaguars and then the Packers. Yes, so that's a very winnable game this weekend and then certainly a very losable game, although Green Bay may not need it for anything the last weekend of the season. We will see. Uh, Dan, it's been an an extraordinary year, obviously, for all of us. I, I don't mean in football. I mean just in our lives. And I've leaned on you all year long on both of my shows here, and I can't tell you how much I appreciate all that you have done for me and your friendship. You have a beautiful family. Have a wonderful Christmas. Thank you for everything, my man, and I will see you in the next few days. Uh, Green, you're the best, man. You know how much I appreciate you and look up to you. I love you, brother. Thank Take you. Care. You too. That's Dan Orlovsky. It, it, it really, it's been a bit of an emotional, as I, I'm, this is going to be my last week of the year, and I'm actually, I haven't taken a vacation this year, um, and I'm going to take a week off, and, 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 um, you know, it's been a, such a challenging year for so many people. And look, for, for, for people like me, the least of it, the least of it, right? I mean, for, this has been so, I don't in any way, please don't misconstrue what I'm saying. But for all of us, it's been hard. Right? It's been hard psychologically. And, and, and for all of us in our, in our chosen professions, whatever it might be, um, you know, there have been different challenges. And I've leaned so hard on some of these people, some of these guys and, and some of these women who show up here and, and do the shows with me every single day because I can't do it without them. They are the show. Um, I'm just sort of the ringleader. And uh, they're just the best. Dan and, and, and a big crew of others are the best, and I'll spend a lot of this week mentioning that here. Meanwhile, it is time for our Monday Night Football Preview, which is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. And here's what the story is tonight. Obviously, Pittsburgh with a get-right game against Cincinnati. Steelers have lost back-to-back games. Schedule, you heard me say it, has been a huge factor in that. Huge. They played three games in 12 days. They played a Wednesday afternoon, then a Monday afternoon, and then into a Sunday. And it caught up to them. They lost a game against Washington. They lost a game against Buffalo. 
I still believe in the Steelers every bit as much as I did before that. They just needed the, 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 t- the timetable to start working in their benefit, and now it finally does. They get a little extra day rest here. I think that they, put, they take care of business tonight comfortably. And I will also say this. The difference between one and two in the conference this year is everything. The difference between two and three, I think, is nothing. I don't think it makes any difference if you're two or you're three, especially in this case. It might be if we were talking about Miami and the Steelers based upon weather. But Buffalo and Pittsburgh, I mean, that's a drive from one to the other. It's a long drive, but it's, it's the same basic part of the country. The weather is essentially the same. And so, and neither one of them puts you further away from Kansas City. So I think if the Steelers win tonight, they can start figuring out how they want to manage the last two weeks of their season based upon the fact that they will, however it is, they can comfortably lock up winning the division, being either the two or the three seed, but not worrying about whether it's two or three. They're not getting to one no matter what. So that's sort of a convoluted way of saying, I think tonight is an important game because if they put this one in the bank and don't mess around and, and find a way to lose a very winnable game, they should be able to take care of business um, and, and set up their last two weeks however they want. Our Monday Night Football preview, again, brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Quoting home insurance just got easier with Progressive's Home Quote Explorer. Quote and buy all online at Progressive.com. So what we're going to do next is take your hot takes, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. The hottest take you have is what I'm looking for next. And I will also say the one thing no one wants to hear about the college football from this weekend. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Here's the one thing as I prepare to get to the phone calls here for your hot takes, and we're looking for them scalding today, is the one thing nobody wants to say about the college football playoff selection process is that they've gotten it exactly right. They got it exactly right yesterday. And the people who are debating that and screaming and yelling about it will say, well, we might as well go back to the BCS. Well, did you know I can prove they got it right? The proof is in the numbers that they did the BCS formula on this yesterday. And it was the same four teams in the order in which they were. But wait, there's more. Each of the last seven years, seven consecutive years, if they had gone back to the computers, the system of the BCS, and just expanded it to four instead of two, Seven consecutive years, you would have had the same four teams. So don't tell me the computers 
would have done it differently. Don't tell me it's human error. They get it right. They got it right yesterday. And they've gotten it right, at least as far as the numbers are concerned, seven straight years. That is the proof. And the proof is in the Pennzoil. Pennzoil synthetic motor oils are made from natural gas, giving you unbeatable engine protection. The proof is in the Pennzoil, based on sequence 4A wear test using SAE 5W30. All right, Bubba, here we go. Let's open up the phone lines here. And we're looking for hot takes. It was a, a crazy football weekend. Lord knows I had my share of issues, and I'm sure you did too. So we're looking for some hot takes here. And Bubba, who's first up? Yeah, first we got Doc. Doc, you're on ESPN Radio. Give me a hot take, Doc. Hey, Greeny, Texas A&M, the only SEC team with one loss not to be in the college playoffs ever uh, because we don't have gold on our helmets, you know? And if we did, or we played those that did, we'd take them behind the woodshed and beat them with a board. Mm -hmm. What was your second best win this year, Doc? Doc? Did we lose Doc? What's up, Doc? Right, we seem to have lost Doc. That might have been us. It might not have been him. I'm not suggesting that he was ducking the question. Look, Texas A&M is a terrific team. They had a terrific season. But their best win was Florida, who had three losses. Their second best win was Auburn, who had four. These things are not that complicated. Who's next up, Bubba? Shane is next. Shane, you're next on ESPN Radio. Shane, give me a hot take. Greeny, what's up, man? Big fan. I got a super hot take for you. Ready for it? Yeah, please. Okay, so the Washington football team are going to split their last two games. The New York Giants are going to shock the world and win their last two games and sneak into the playoffs. Thank you so much. It's not impossible. I mean, I don't know that that would shock the world. There's nothing that could happen coming out of the NFC East this year that I think, reasonably speaking, would shock anybody. And the Giants have played the last couple of weeks without their quarterback. If, if, if Daniel Jones were not hurt, do I believe that they, they – look, they went into Seattle and won without him. Then the week, last week they played just terribly against Arizona with uh, Colt McCoy, and yesterday they just were a, a disaster. So they have the Ravens this week. That's a loss. The Giants are going to lose this week. So they got to hope for some help. And then they play the Cowboys. They could certainly win that game. But Washington has the inside track, and if Alex Smith comes back healthy, I believe Washington will not only win the division, but I believe they will be a tough out in the playoffs. That, that is my – I've been saying that for two weeks. And yesterday was all about – Dwayne Haskins just not being ready. He's just not it. And for them to have him throw the ball 55 times yesterday was startling to me. So do I believe the Giants are going to win that division? No. I believe Washington is going to win it, and I believe they are going to be a very tough out in the playoffs. Greeny with you on ESPN Radio. Bubba, who's next? Yeah, next up we got David in Brooklyn. All right, David. Give me a hot take, David. You know, my hot take, Greeny, thanks for having me on, is Right now in the NFL, for the first time probably in its history, we're seeing the most dynamic changes happen at the quarterbacking position. And my hot take is the organizations that can circle this reality and focus on this type of talent in the NFL as to where it's going, what's upticking, what's trending forward, they're going to be the next kind of New England Patriot, if you will, dynasty that gets a, a stranglehold in the NFL. We know it's locked up in Kansas City, but there are some teams now who really need to do their due diligence on quarterbacking in the NFL and how it's changing right before us. What do you think? Well, I mean, yes, I, uh, that's, I think that's pretty clear, right? I mean, the, the game has, has, been, has been changed and has adapted to a place where the quarterback is disproportionately important to everything. 
and the teams that are going to have a chance to be really good going forward are all the ones that have the right quarterbacks and do the right things around them, develop them correctly. Patrick Mahomes is a brilliantly talented player who has been perfectly developed. Josh Allen, I talked about this in my first hour today, is a very talented player who has been developed perfectly. It is an organizational success story. Organizations are what is successful. Get the right quarterback and then put him in the position to do the things right. So Trevor Lawrence is by no means a can't-miss prospect. No, by no means. You can ruin Trevor Lawrence. You put him in the wrong spot, bad coaching, bad teammates, bad stuff around him, absolutely could be ruined. I, I hope to God it doesn't happen because he seems like a really good kid. But no one is, every player in the NFL is a system player. The quarterback position is disproportionately important, and the teams that get that right are the ones who are set up for success. And you don't have to look anywhere to figure out what the next dynasty is going to be. We're living in it. The Kansas City Chiefs are going to be a dynasty. of that, that's a lock. If nothing terrible happens to Patrick Mahomes, then he is unquestionably going to win multiple championships going forward. Whatever it is that constitutes a dynasty, he will easily accomplish, and we'll see where it goes from there. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. Bubba, give me a hot take. Who's next up? Yeah, next up we got Jake. All right, Jake, what's your hot take? Greeny, this take will keep you warm for the entire winter. <laughs> this year, Carson Wentz has been the sixth best quarterback in his own division. <laughs> Dak Prescott, Daniel Jones, Alex Smith, Andy Dalton, and Jalen Hurts. I've got him one spot ahead of Colt McCoy. That is so good. That is so good. You're 100% right. Hurts, Dalton. So we're going to put him behind Ben DiNucci, right? And and I've already forgotten. Who is the other guy? Bubba, you're a Cowboy fan. Who is the other guy who started for the Cowboys and actually played oh, fairly Garrett, well? Garrett Gilbert. Gilbert, that's right, against, uh, against Pittsburgh. Well, I, don't, it's, I don't think he's behind Ben DiNucci yet, but he's behind Andy Dalton for sure. Yes, yeah, so he's behind. I'm just thinking about the other quarterbacks in the division. He's ahead of Dwayne Haskins. He's ahead of Colt McCoy. McCoy won a game. McCoy beat Seattle. Actually, they won a game, too. Wentz won a big game early in the season. All right, I love it. That's an outstanding take. In fact, leave it there. Let's leave it on that one because that is the perfect one to end it on. That is outstanding. Carson Wentz this year has been the fifth best quarterback in the NFC East, and it'll be interesting to see what team he is the quarterback for next season. It is hard to picture him coming back to Philadelphia next year. Hey, I want to remind you that while I would love you to hang out with me for two hours every single day, we sit here, we have these conversations. I understand you have a life to lead. So if you cannot spend all two hours with me live, then I want to make sure you're aware this show is a podcast. We take each hour. We make it its own individual podcast. We put it up there every single day. It is called Hashtag Greeny, and it is available everywhere you uh, hear your podcast, anywhere you listen to podcasts. It is available. We also stream live with you every single day on ESPN+. Plus. So you can catch up with the show anytime you want there. There are any number of ways that we, we can hang out together, and I am grateful for each and every one of you. All right, coming up next, I will tell you what the real injustice of the sports weekend was. We haven't gotten to it yet. We will right after this on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do big, small, and when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, 
give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. I'm presented by Progressive Insurance. Protecting your small business is a big deal. Cover what you've worked so hard for. Visit progressivecommercial.com. I also want to let you know about this podcast that we have coming. 30 for 30 podcasts presents March 11th, 2020. It's a standalone audio documentary. Tells the story of the day the NBA shut down. The pandemic became real. For many Americans, as told by those who lived the events of that day and built entirely with archival and exclusive interviews, including with Rudy Gobert and Dr. Anthony Fauci, March 11th, 2020, telling the story of a day that started in one reality and ended in a new one. 30 for 30 podcast presents March 11th, 2020. Subscribe and listen now wherever you get your podcasts. That, that day happens to be my wife's birthday is March 11th. So I remember so vividly we went out for a little dinner. It's a Wednesday night and we went out for a little dinner, and, and it's exactly right. I came home to watch basketball and found out that there was going to be no more basketball to watch. And who knew what we would be embarking upon, all of us together at that point. And I said it to Dan, and I will say it all week long here, um, primarily to you, to all of you who have chosen to get up and put my television show on in the morning and put this radio show on since I came back. I, there are no words to describe how much it has meant to me. And I'm very grateful for all of you, and I look forward to only bigger and better for all of us in 2021. Anyway, let us quickly say that the real injustice of this weekend in sports is what happened to Army. And for that to happen to anyone, for it to happen to them, is really disgraceful. Are you aware that Army, which desperately wants to play in a bowl game, they won the Commander in Chiefs Trophy. They've had their nine and two this year. They've had a terrific football season. They were supposed to play in the Independence Bowl. They were locked in. They're supposed to play against a Pac-12 team. Well, yesterday they woke up in the morning waiting to hear which team they're going to play. They've had a terrific season. By mid-afternoon, it became evident after a bunch of Pac-12 teams opted out of bowl season and other teams threatened to opt out if paired against Army, the Independence Bowl just canceled their game. And the Black Knights have no one to play. Their coach, Jeff Munkin, has said, we'll play in any bowl game. All we want is a chance to play. With 24 hours notice, we'll go play anyone, anywhere. And the people who run this sport can't find a way to get them a game. Are you aware that South Carolina is 2-8 and eight and is playing in a bowl game? Mississippi State is 3-7. and seven. They're playing in a bowl game. Tennessee is three and seven. They're playing in a bowl game. Arkansas is three and seven. They're playing in a bowl game. Army is nine and two. They can't find a way to get them into a bowl game. 
So the bottom line of it is this. What we have learned this year is that the people who run college football, who always tell you that we can't change anything because it's based on tradition and long-standing agreements and everything is locked in place. Oh, the minute they really want to, they can change whatever they want. They can change it on the fly. They can change it in the blink of an eye. Case in point, Ohio State. And again, I'm not complaining. I have no complaints over the way they handled Ohio State. But first, they changed the, the, the minimum number of games you had to play. Well, first they said they weren't going to play. Then they came back and played. Then they changed the minimum number of games that you had to play to be eligible for the championship. And now they've changed the COVID protocols. They can change some pretty important stuff when they feel like they need to. But you can't find a game for Army? Army is 9-2. and two. You're willing to live. You're The people who are in charge of this stuff, you're willing to live with that. You're willing to live with Army being out of the bowl system, even though all they're saying, I'll go play anybody. Anybody you want to play. We'll go play. Give us one day's notice, and we'll go play. And they can't seem to find them a game. I just can't imagine that we've decided that is okay. How in the world have we decided, eh, that seems all right. And Jeff Munkin said this, and it's laying it on thick. But I was thinking it, and I'm sure you were thinking it. He says, don't say no to Army because you're not just saying no to our team. You're saying no to the 1.3 million people who serve on active duty all over the world who want to have that source of pride represented in a bowl game. These seniors have made a pledge to put their lives on the line for every other college football player in this country, for every college football fan, for everybody that's involved in these decisions. Somehow, some way, somebody should say, we're going to make a way for this team to play. To that I say, you're damn right they should. And the fact that all of these teams are 2-8 and eight because they had to change the system because we got we got to figure out some way to populate these bowl games because they're very important. But no one wants to play Army because they play an unusual style of offense. Someone play these guys. Someone do something about this. For crying out loud, someone do something. How can we just allow this to be? Nine and two. Can't find him a game. South Carolina's two and eight, playing a bowl game. So that's the injustice. I'm going to talk about Texas A&M, Cincinnati, all these others. That happens to somebody every single year. This has never happened and should never happen. And to do it to Army, of all schools, of all things, these seniors, the next thing they're going to do after this game is graduate from the, from, from the, the academy and go serve our country. Potentially go fight for your freedom. We can't find them a football game to play. I don't know. Sometimes it feels to me like there's just no shame. How, how, how people cannot be just blindly humiliated by this and moving heaven and earth to find a way to make it right is impossible for me to believe. All right, that said, it was uh, an extraordinary weekend. Again, the Steelers and Bengals will wrap up this weekend tonight. Steelers, it's a game they need to win, as I told you, because once they win this game, they can start planning the rest of their season however they want to because they're not going to get to the one seed and there's no difference between two and three. Having home field advantage over Buffalo this year is meaningless. It's not enough of a trip. There's no difference in the weather and there are no fans in the stands. So, to me, the Steelers win this game tonight, and then they can start figuring out how they want to rest their players for the last two weeks of the season, heading into a playoff where I believe they will have a significant chance to make a run. So we'll do plenty of that tomorrow, plus the NBA season 
gets underway. So it's going to be a spectacular week to talk sports, and I'm thrilled that you are here with me to do it. I'll see you in the morning for Get Up on ESPN, and then right back here, same time, same place, on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can check out Greeny live weekdays at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Plus. Also, don't miss Greeny on Get Up, weekday mornings at 8 Eastern on ESPN. This is Greeny, the podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.